the instructors taught us this trick. When a remnant's influence begins to cause things to slip, build constants, mark the world, use it to observe and comprehend. That's the purpose of this record. This is waking 11 or 12. Each time starts the same way. A nightmare played back. The individual moments might be different, but each time I'm in Eolith. And every time Relict released that bastard brown soaked fish, I hit thud against the ground, smell something like piss and salt rise up its body, see its eyes. Like dull jet, stare across the salt marsh. And me. Each time I feel my terror rush back, I'm woken by the panic beat at my own heart. I feel sick, my hands, they're coming. I don't know how they know I've woken, but somehow they always do. I'll be dragged from this room to be paraded as their hero, an example to the Yakos in training. Until the sun sleep hits again, that is. I'm little more than a trophy now. Footsteps are getting closer. Time to hide this note. Oh, I know they'll find it. They know my training better than I do. But if nothing else, the writing helps me keep things straight. Welcome to these Flimsy Rituals, a narrative-first role-playing podcast telling small stories in big worlds. Today we're continuing our game of The Harder They Fall by Jay Isles and published by UFO Press. And I'm joined by Thryn Henderson. Hi, I'm Thryn. You can find me on Twitter at Thryn. Beck Mihalik. Hi, I'm Beck. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore Mihalik. And Nate Crowley. Hello, I'm Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Frog Croakley. F-R-O-G-C-R-O-A-K-L-E-Y. And you can find me on Twitter at at T. Dixon. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. I thought we'd just quickly go over our strengths, as they were, kind of do a little bit of a recap. Nate, would you like to go first? So I have two of three strengths remaining. The one strength that I, or I should say we, because of course we're a eusocial collective, have lost, uh, is that at the beginning of this encounter, we drew our strength from decrease uh, in entropy in the area around us. But we got a bit hasty... You know, we all had a bit to drink. Uh, we lost our cool. Um, and so we lost that, uh, that strength, uh, thanks to the jackals. Um, the strengths that remain, however, we are still many, not as many as we were. Uh, we have lost two envoys, Chroma, the patch of peat bog with animate jaws, and Adel, uh, the sort of noble gas spewing purgatorial snuffleupagus, uh, that lived at the bottom of the Argon. Canyon. So those are goners. Um, I still have four envoys remaining, however. Mel, my primary envoy, and three others, uh, which we'll meet during the episode. And my final strength that remains is that I have a horn that shoots bees. And one of your oaths is forsaken as well, right? Yes, that's right. I no longer, again, because of that hastiness, I no longer fight for the time to observe and understand uh, things have become a bit more hectic and immediate, but I still fight to expand Relict's collection. I'm thinking of putting you in that collection. <laughs> uh, and Please I, do. I fight to hold back loss and disorder. And yeah, I, I think this is maybe the same for everyone, but you've only got the one doubt. Yeah, I still worry that uh, 
in felling relics, uh, you jackals will actually lessen the overall entropy of the world. So, um, yeah, maybe we're the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess relict is the next one that makes sense to go over. What's relict's uh, situation at the minute? Relic's looking pretty good, actually. Um, largely been untouched by the fighting so far. It's been pretty much handled by the envoys. So my three strengths are remaining. Relict has local stasis. They have a stronger control of time in the area immediately around them. They still have tools of the trade, which are the various liquids and gases required to preserve specimens. Um, and they are still functioning under constant maintenance, so they're still capable of patching themselves up should they lose bits and pieces. All my oaths are still pretty strong, takes a long time to change Relic's mind, so I'm still working on keeping Eolith eternal and unchanged. I'm still pretty keen on creating and conserving the envoys, although that's looking less and less sort of fruitful as a venture. Yeah. And I'm still currently keeping the borders of the region open to allow access to the Museum of Eolith, I guess. Cool. And instead of doubts, you have a frailty, but you've not gained any new ones. No, so currently my only known frailty is uh, humidity. Okay, and then on the other side, um, we've got Oaken. So how are you faring? I still have all of my strengths. I've got my spear of light, I've got my armor of a foe, and I've got my balance. Um, I think all Oaken's damage has been emotional rather than physical <laughs> so far. <laughs> um, I have I have a forsaken oath, which is I fight as my duty. I'm the classic, you know, when they did really well at school when they were training, and as soon as they got out into the real world, they just panicked. So uh, that fighting for duty has gone. Poor old Oaken in the gifted and talented program for young warriors. <laughs> yeah. Parents bought their way in, obviously. And once again, you've got just a single doubt? Yeah, my doubt is that completing the mission and killing the remnant will leave me without purpose or direction. Fair. Um, and then I am playing Flint, uh, who is the second jackal or second tender. And everything, every part of me is intact. Oh, lardy duh. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I was born hollow, which means that I was born without a spirit. I've just got a body. I felled orphoclays so that I can use like powers around the earth and like manipulating like the strata. Um, and my last strength is Bregu, a faithful steed. So I've got like a steed somewhere between, I think, a water buffalo and a rhino that I kind of uh, ride around on. I love him. I'm going to yeah. eat him. <laughs> Um, my oaths are I fight to protect my comrades, I fight to protect the remnants from themselves, and I fight to keep the world civil. So I think they're like a little bit of a do-gooder, and I think there's quite a lot of like hypocritical intent in those questions that I'm kind of curious to see whether they get kind of tested as we as we continue to play. And my doubt is uh, related to the remnant I've killed before, which is did Orphoclays need killing? Um, I think I probably saw something there in like kind of killing that remnant where I'm not actually sure whether killing them was the best option or whether they could have been rehabilitated in some way. 
Let's really dig into that, this not killing remnants idea, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds a school of thought definitely worth exploring. Okay, should we get back into playing then? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. So at the end of the last session, we we got to see... Hongeo. Yeah, this is an envoy. um, It's certainly not new, but it's sort of the break glass in case of emergency envoy. It's the, the bad boy of the pack. And the reason for that is all of the envoys represent different modes of preservation. And Hongeo is a weird one because it represents fermentation, uh, which of course preserves things by causing a, a brief and rapid increase in entropy, um, which is then suffocated by the products of, a, of its own decomposition. So it's a big rotting stingray and it's not easy company. It's not something you just get out at the the tip of a hat. Needs must. So you'd just taken an advance move, are you thinking that's correct? Um, On the six to eight level. So you pass over to an opponent furthest away from you. So just to go over the map as it is, um, everyone's kind of spread out in a line facing each other um, from the shell um, in the west where the envoys are, and they've kind of advanced with three dominoes um, over the canyon. And they're standing directly behind um, Relict, who is kind of just huddled in the centre of the map with like a line stretching from like slightly from the west to the east towards where the two jackals are. And the jackals, Flint is stood with one domino in the north in like the peat box. Oaken is sort of charging across the landscape from the calcified forest and is nearly in like striking distance of the remnant. Okay, so on advance on six to eight, you pass over to an opponent that's furthest away from you. And you are roughly equidistant. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D- so I guess it's your choice. Did you have a, a preference over who you pass to? Yeah, Oaken's been advancing with purpose for some time, and I think Oaken would be the natural choice to, to take the initiative here. Okay, I feel like Oaken's, like, started forging forwards and is so caught up in like selfish ambition and fear that they've already forsaken an oath and now this horrifying thing has just flopped out of the remnant and landed squidgily on the ground before them and it's like never trained for this (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's quite alarming yeah yeah i feel i feel like hongyo is uniquely terrifying so what i'm saying is Poor Oaken is extremely terrified right now. It's like like you've come to fight vampires and just a Frankenstein has worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've been running at this slow, nonplussed remnant and this evil thing just lands on the floor in front of me. Like, that being said, the smart move would definitely be to raise the stakes. But I think Oaken is just going to panic and knock these dominoes down. Oh, do yeah. an attack from range. Yeah, I think I'm just like going to lob the spear with all my might, so I do not oh. have to go any near that thing right now. Are you throwing it at a relic, or...? I'm very distracted by Hongyo. I mean, I'm already doing terribly at my job, and it's just awful, so why not double down on that? So I'm going to knock them down. That's four dominoes. Yes. Not hitting anyone else. 
So you pick which opponent you target. You decided to target uh, Hongyo and the Envoy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you get to, I guess, like, between you, you get to narrate a little bit about what that looks like. Um, but before maybe you do that, you might want to think about, you've knocked four dominoes over, so you're going to get to choose one option from the two to three fallen and one option from the four to five fallen. Oh, okay. Um, so I think this is kind of, it looks like, I've still, I've got so much momentum from traveling fast that it registers in my face before anything just this horrified expression but i'm still moving towards it so i think i'm just gonna use all of my strength to fling this spear of light at hongyo desperately trying to kill this horrific thing and what what effects are you choosing okay so from the two to three fallen i can either throw you off balance or move like lightning I think throwing them off balance, so discard any domino from their chain. Which domino would you like to take away? I'll, I'll take the the back one. Um, and then from the four to five, it's either striking out one of your strengths or removing my doubt. And I'm, removing my doubt does not fit at all. Like, <laughs> I'm not yes. in a very stable place right now. <laughs> So you're striking out strengths? Yeah. Very good. Okay. Oh, that I'm I'm getting weaker. You are. Oh, this this is hard because I really want to see that horn in action. Well, if it's the domino at the back of the chain you've removed, that's roughly where Mel is standing atop the shell watching proceedings. So um to me it sounds like maybe um Striking at Hongyo because of the sort of the eusocial link between the envoys, you've caused Mel to stumble and maybe drop the horn of bees into the abyss of the canyon. Ooh. So, do you want to strike out the horn of bees? I don't want to, but I've got to strike out something. And yeah, I mean the other thing you you could kill Hongyo and strike out the me- we are many, but. I would make an argument that if you strike out We Are Many, it doesn't necessarily mean the other envoys don't exist. It's probably just that they're not acting in concordance anymore. Yeah. You know, the stress would make them individual entities. Yeah, that's a good idea. So it kind of, Hongyo is enraged or not in control. Yeah, I think this is good as well, because either way, what you've done in striking it so hard, it's like... um. If you imagine someone with a sledgehammer hitting, like, an iron boulder and just the shock travelling up the haft of the hammer and breaking their forearm, like, <laughs> you've hit the stingray so hard that the shockwave, um, psychically, I suppose, has affected the whole group. And it's a question of whether Mel stumbles and, and drops the, uh, the hornacopia, um, or whether, yeah, Hongo just goes off the chain. Yeah, I I really like the idea of the strike separating the envoys. Then it is done. We are no longer many. Chaos reigns. And you're down to one strength now? Mm Mm-hmm. So nearly out of the battle. Oh. Okay, so, Beck, you get to stand up one of your dominoes and discard the rest. So you choose which one you want to stand up. I'm going to go for the uh, one closest to the remnant. Because that's where Oaken is. Um, and then after that, 
I pass to the opponent with the most intact strengths, which would be the remnant. All right. So I've got a, I've got a six. So I think I'm gonna use it to give ground, because I think the suffering of Hongyo and the tearing asunder of the envoys has kind of registered in relics, mulling consciousness, and uh, it has given it enough focus to identify Oaken, the cause of the pain. So give ground is put the domino at the rear of an opponent's chain, pick a frailty and say the suffering, frustration or shame it causes you, then ask an opponent what they're doing to capitalize on your feral flinching from the frailty. Um, so my frailty is humidity? <laughs> but I, I suppose that makes sense in a way. I guess if you have injured Hongyo to the extent that it's kind of wildly thrashing around without thought, it might be sort of metaphorically and literally steaming. Ooh, yeah. Oh, you know what the Spear of Light might do? It might act as a, a catalyst. Um, and we're on a salt flat as well. So you know, like, when you pour... If you were, if you were to put a slug on, like, a, a surface <laughs> of salt, um, yeah. I imagine the Spear might have really catalyze things, and there's all this awful frothing stuff coming out of the stingray. Oh, it's doing that horrible expanding thing slugs do. Yes! Oh, that's disgusting, I love that. <laughs> yeah, Hangia's turned into a sort of enormous, disgusting sludge machine. And so, Relict is doing the world's slowest and ungainliest tap dance across the salt plains, trying to avoid this horrible, steaming, expanding sludge pile. So... Oaken, I guess, what are you doing to capitalise on my feral flinching? An excellent question. I guess that um, gives me time to recoup and kind of remember my purpose here. I suppose as you're flinching, maybe that kind of prizes your shell away a bit again when you're trying to move. So there's the old weak spot flashing around. Oh no, not my weak spot. <laughs> No, I, I think this is time just to remember that I'm trying to kill you and not Hongyo. Okay, so the opponent with the shortest chain is no longer Oaken because I've just added one to it. Yeah. So over to me? Yeah. Cool. Um, I think I'm going to raise the stakes again. Um, so just going to draw a domino. Ooh, a nine. So I think I want to channel power. Which is, I put the domino at the back of my chain, I describe how I draw on one of your non-forsaken oaths to gain more power. The oath I want to draw on is, um, I fight to protect my comrades. So I think this is like the first time this game that, that me and Oaken have been in the same place. Yeah, that's true. And I think maybe what this looks like is just like a conversation between us. So I think after you kind of throw the spear across the battlefield, I kind of ride up beside you on Bregu and just kind of, like, give you, like, an appreciative nod. You're probably a little concerned as to Oaken's well-being after, <laughs> you know, they got rattled a little bit, you know? They yeah. got rattled very easily, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the thing I want to say is, like, can I count on you? I think um, Oaken is still very young and um, kind of looks up to Flint and wants their respect and is probably very humiliated for not reciting the litany and, or doing it the way it's supposed to be done. 
and they're going to react by getting incredibly defensive <laughs> rather than just be honest. And I think Oaken's going to maybe try and have a go at Flint for not helping out with Hongio. Where were you? Been having to fight this alone. I was disrupting the remnant. I've been killing the envoys. I've spreading rumours in the rushes and have dragged two of those things down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've said the litany, right? Uh, um, I, I know the litany. I, 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 this is so embarrassing for Oaken. So you're not lying? You're just you're, you're admitting it? Oh, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, I'm going to lie. I think Oaken would be a good liar. They've had to move in the kind of circles without being encouraged. What kind of jackal wouldn't recite the litany? (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, like, this is, like, mid-battle. Like, Relict is just there in the background and probably, like, Hongyo's steaming form. So it's not like I have time to really pick up on that. Um, so, I, yeah, I think as, like, I sort of, like, part, um, I'm going to be like, okay, so we hit the remnant now, it's time. One of us attacks Falon, the other flanks while it's distracted. Do you have a preference? What do you think is best? I think Oaken is still scared, and that's their way of conceding to your expertise a bit. I think maybe Flint is, is more equipped to tackle the remnant head-on. They've got more experience and they're kind of better at it. Yeah, it's it seems like the the senior job, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think Flint kind of leaves, like like mounts back up on Bregu and says, "I'll draw his attention. Don't let me down." Oh, <laughs> uh, I can heard that a lot. <laughs> and probably just like not a salute, but like a like a chest pump, a chest pump motion as they leave. Yeah, I'll I'll do it back. And then I get to do one of the moves. So I think this is like me starting to like mount up and ride towards Relict. So I'm going to say to Relict, you can feel power pouring off me in waves. Are you terrified or enraptured? Oh wait, sorry, what are you doing? Channeling power. Oh, okay. What is the power? Um, so I think I've just, I think it's quite physical in this case. Um, I think I just did the earth move, so some of that. Is probably still happening. Like there's probably like little ruptures in the ground around me as like I start to move. But I think it's like a lot of like shaping myself up, a lot of like pulling in like the power that we said the jackals had access to of like the first remnant that we killed. It's maybe like a little bit like a puffer fish where you just seem to get bigger in stature. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So I guess like all the kind of earth shaking nonsense would definitely draw my attention because not much moves around here by design. Yeah, you're you're the only real sort of seismic presence. Yeah. God, look at me brown nosing. <laughs> I think it, it it probably draws my attention and you know that kind of like angry scared when you've knocked something like off a shelf and even before it hits the ground and is broken you're already mad at yourself. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, oh no and then immediately you're furious. Yes. I think it's that. Like, it would fall more under terrified than enraptured, but I think it's like a a moment's notice that things are about to break, and I'm very, very angry. <laughs> That's fair. That's a huge deal for you, yeah. 
And does, like, Relict turn to pay attention to me? I think Relict probably does a bit of a jump, actually, which is a thing they don't like doing very often. But there's this salty goop flat to escape. (laughs) And somewhere towards my forests, someone is destroying everything. Is this like a slow motion jump for Um, us? Yeah, I guess because you are currently far enough away that you're not really in Relic's local stasis. Yeah, I think you see it gathering itself to jump for a very long time. And then it has jumped. May I make a a little suggestion? Yeah, of course. I don't know if this is better or worse, but I'm thinking like Mantis Wings? Just flapping really slowly, like far too slowly to seem to be able to lift, and yet they do. Yeah, that's pretty good. But then the sudden jump is pretty great, isn't it? I think it can be a bit of both. I think the preparation can involve some horrible, translucent remnants of wings. Oh yeah, like leaf veins when all the flesh yeah. is rotted away off the leaf. But then when you expect Relic to kind of use them to take off, what happens instead is suddenly it's just at the edge of the salt flats. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so I pass over to an opponent of my choice. Let's go for Relic, I guess. <laughs> like, like Relic is moving, I want to see I more am, of what's happening. I am very, very angry, and I think that warrants an advance. So let's see if it's a good one or a bad one. An eight. It's not bad. So, with this horrible jump, Relict is at the edge of the salt flats. Because this is a nice moment of hubris for Relict, maybe, I'm going to go with what is destroyed in my wake. Pick a feature anywhere along my chain and describe how it is lost forever. I think Relict is so furious at the prospect of the potential future damage, they, they damage Eolith themselves. And who are you asking that to? I'm going to ask that to... I guess probably Oaken is the one who's watching. Okay. Flint, I suppose, is kind of on the move. Well, I suppose the only thing in your wake is the uh, salt flats. And I guess because they're made up of all these tiny little fissures, as you jump off, all those fissures turn into deep cracks. And the horrible glue coming off of a pongio, seeps into them and creates just this kind of gigantic quicksand area. Oh no. This is very upsetting. I loved those flights. (laughs) (laughs) And then I pass over to my opponent furthest away, which I suppose now is Flint. Okay. Just. Yeah, not not by much. Okay, so I'm going to raise the stakes again. And that is another nine, so another good Whoa. move. <sighs> this is some jackal bias. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm also going to advance. I think um, the battle plan is formed, and I think this is uh, this is Flint sort of charging across the battlefield on Bregu and doing everything they can to draw the attention of Relict. And I think I'm going to choose the one that sort of makes sense here, like considering like the battle tactics. Um, so I think I'm probably like enter the local stasis field and I think like as I get close I kind of spring up from Bregu I, I finally decided what weapons uh, Flint probably has and I think they have um, like a pickaxe and a hammer and the pickaxe is for sort of 
climbing onto remnants, and the hammer is for, I guess, smashing. Brutal, but efficient. <laughs> yep. That's really um, badass. That's also the tools he used to dismantle a crab. Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, Flint is nothing but prepared. So yeah, I think from Oaken's perspective, you probably see like Flint mid-air at the minute, like jumping towards uh, Relict very slowly. I think the hammer is still on the back and like they're holding the pickaxe in two hands ready to kind of like drive it into a bit of Relict's leg and begin climbing up. So Relict, you're so focused on me, it gives one of my allies an opening. What draws your attention? You wrecking my home. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I think it would be you entering Relic's local stasis field. Relict would be hyper aware of you now. Okay. So definitely it would be focused on whatever's in its immediate bubble. Partially because that's its personal space and it doesn't like that. And also because it's got much more influence over you now. So now is kind of the time to deal with you. Okay. And it gives one of my allies an opening. So... I'm passing it over to to Oaken. Nice. So are you in the stasis sphere or on Relict itself? I think I'm in the stasis sphere um, and like jumping towards Relict, but I think because time has kind of slowed for me, like you've probably not quite seen me connect yet. Okay. Well, I'm going to raise the stakes and draw a domino. Uh, two. Okay. Um, that is... Not the best. Is it time to give ground or do something reckless? Uh, what do you think? Well, this, <laughs> I th- this is a real pivotal character moment for Oaken, because you've been reckless once already. Is this where you rein it in? Or uh, are you going to double down? Go big or go home. Oh no, I love going big rather than going home. <laughs> <laughs> I see we play RPGs similarly. <laughs> I think even, like, if you're advancing or channeling power, it's like, which of the very interesting options do you choose? Because there's some good ones in channel power, like, about gaining new doubts and stuff that might be yeah, interesting. the absorbing power some of yours has taken, too, I was thinking of. Hmm. Okay, I think I'm going to do that, because I can see that, although Flint has distracted the remnant, I'm still not that confident. I'm rushing in yet. I'm kind of psyching myself up, you know? So I'm going to channel power, put the domino at the back of my chain, and draw on one of my non-forsaken oaths. Um, and I think an apt one right now is I fight for the respect of my family, because I have done nothing respectable so far. <laughs> I've, meeting up with Flint again has really highlighted highlighted uh, how inept I've been. You don't want to completely blow it. Yeah. And I want to make sure that this bit is done right. And as I greedily absorb power, some of yours is taken in two. What doubt does the foreign power plant in me? I feel like, um, Nate, you've not got to do a good talk in a while. So maybe it's with the breaking of the envoy's oneness, there's this kind of psychic power still batting around. And that's probably part of what what get draws in. So I'm going to go for the uh, envoys. Mm, so I get to choose a new doubt for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, do I can I use a little artistic license here? Of course. 
So doubts can come in many forms. Sometimes it comes in the form of a realization. Uh, sometimes um, it comes in the form of an unexpected event. Sometimes it comes in the form of a horrific, leathery, flapping fish. Um, and that's what it does this time. Uh, your doubt comes in the form of Okparoko, uh, which is an envoy we haven't seen yet. And it's interesting because that's the salt envoy. Uh, and it has been encased in between layers of the salt on this flat, um, completely desiccated. And uh, as luck would have it, the shattering of the salt flat has sent it uh, flapping into the air. And let me describe this thing for you. If you've ever seen a really nasty bit of salt fish, um, whole fish, black as, uh, as badly tanned leather, um, spiny with little shriveled eyes, uh, and kind of woody, you know, so you could knock it with your knuckles and it would make a sound like wood. Um, that's kind of what Ogparoko is. And it is covered in needly teeth and spines and it flaps. It flaps, um, perpetually like a fish. Uh, flapping around on a harbour side. And it seems to move completely chaotically. Uh, and yet, with every wild thrash of its body, it flops horribly towards you. And so it's dancing towards you in this disorganised but horribly targeted way, uh, even more out of control than usual because its connection with the other envoys is severed. And you know, um, because you've, you've read about this in Almanacs, if any of those needle teeth or spines punctures your skin, they will draw all of the moisture from you. Need that. Yeah, your doubt right now is, you know, am I in over my head here? Should I ever have gone into this line of work? And you're going to have to wrestle with that doubt fast because there is a, a moisture-sucking fish hurtling <laughs> towards you. I think there's also, like, another nice thing... For me, which is, like, which of these targets does Oaken have to focus on now? Oh, no. Ooh. But there's a plan. I would argue for the one rapidly flopping towards you and covered in needles. Can't kill a remnant if you're a dehydrated husk. As the famous saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there, there's a doubt for you. Yeah, okay, so I, I now have two doubts, which is two more than is ideal. Um, and then I pass over to an opponent of my choice. I'm going to go back to you, Nate, because I want to know what the envoys are doing. Okay. Let's turn our attention to Mel. And let's take a domino for her. I'm going to rate... Well... No. No, I'm not, actually. I'm going <laughs> to knock him down. Whoa! There's this big Whoa. chain of what, like... Ten dominoes in a row? That's a lot of dominoes. Yeah, I've just seen... On, I cannot resist this. Because, of course, you will remember that uh, the envoys have one strength remaining to them. And I think, actually, if I'm if I'm going to be role-playing this correctly, now we're no longer a hive mind, I think it's fine to introduce other envoys like Okproko acting as agents of chaos. But I think the only thing I can have agency through now is Mel. And Mel has got one great strength remaining, and that is the horn that shoots bees. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to play the spooky elephant horn noise from Return of the King again, just to remind you what we're dealing with here. I'm just going to play it to myself to get myself pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and yeah, I'm afraid it's she's just going to take a giant honking lungful of uh, salty, salt flat air and just blast out that horn with bees. And these ain't just any bees. These are big bees, as big as your thumb. And they will leave horrific time-slowing honey uh, with weird properties on anything they touch. Oh, nice. Do I just, uh, do I get to knock down all of these dominoes? Anything that the chain knocks down, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it would hit Adam's, but I think it's going to get Bex. Well, I think it hit the front one of mine and not the rest. Hmm. Yeah, that is makes sense. the way I'm reading it. Okay. Um... So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Be good to yourself. So your chain has knocked over some of an opponent's chain. So you connect physically with them. That's the opponent your attacks target. And your chain has knocked over some of an ally's chain. So you work together combining your momentum. And when you make statements about your strike's result, you can decide which of you makes each statement. All right then, boss. I certainly think as the swarm of bees passes over, around, and through Relict on its way to Oaken, the the bees that Relict keeps on it just to patch up bits and bobs with honey have joined the crowd. This is like some sort of attack fighter situation. Yeah. Oh, and in actual fact, if I'm connecting physically with my opponent, I think it would be interesting if Mel can actually move from place to place, kind of like a Star Trek transporter, by just blowing her entire body inside out into this swarm of bees. Nice. Yes. And so, in fact, as the bees are joined by more bees while heading through relic shells, Mel essentially gets larger. So the Mel that connects um, with the two jackals is essentially like a yellow, viscous version of the Hulk. Mega Mel. Yeah. Cool. So are you taking I move like lightning in that case? Yes, I am. So I will move like lightning as discussed, and I'll set up my new chain right here, uh, where I've smashed into you both. So you're sort of like right in the middle of the fighting? Mm-hmm. Okay, so next, um, and I think this next one should be Relic's choice. Uh, four to five fallen, so we can strike out one of their strengths, my liege, uh, or we can remove one of my doubts, or indeed one of your doubts, I think? Um, what doubts is uh, Mel rolling with? Well, we're just worried that maybe we're doing the right thing. Let's have a look at the strengths. Spear of Light, Arm of a Foe, Balance. Born Hollow, Filled Orthocles. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think the bees are going to eat Bregu. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's horrendous. Uh, yeah. Trapped I th- in I time, Amber. I think we're taking Bregu. I think Bregu is swarmed with enormous bees covered in this just utterly horrendous version of honey, which kind of almost immediately solidifies and hardens around him. And we've got kind of like a little um, Bregu shard, which Relict is going to scoop up and stash away inside their shell somewhere you know not where. It'll be a fine addition to the collection. Yeah, Bregu's mine now. Now I don't feel bad for attacking you. Is this all like happening while I'm sort of like floating through the air? Like Relic just moves yeah. incredibly quickly. Yeah, I think uh, what perhaps you maybe didn't overlook, but perhaps weren't aware of, is that the local stasis is quite variable. So while you continue at your slow and cumbersome pace, 
relict like a horrible praying mantis just snatches Bregu from where you have leapt from his back. Okay, I will strike out Bregu. Sorry, my friend. Not sorry. I didn't know I was playing with monsters. (laughs) It's fine, Bregu is perfectly preserved and could be resurrected at any time. He's just not yours now. No I like how that was, I strip away your he- weapons and not, I inflict grievous harm, because it feels like grievous harm. <laughs> well, speaking of grievous harm... Um... <laughs> yeah, so six to seven fallen, I inflict grievous harm, or I do something you swore to stop. What do you reckon, boss? I think... I think it's time to mark one of their oaths as forsaken. I think it's time to forsake some oaths. Okay, so remind me of your oaths. So I've got, um, I fight to protect my comrades, I fight to protect the remnants from themselves, and I fight to keep the world civil, and they're still all intact. I have, I fight for the respect of my family, I fight to feel I have impact, and I fight as my duty, which is already forsaken. I think Oakham's already got that fish flopping around towards them, so that's going to be hard enough. I think we got to strike out one of one of yours uh, instead. So what was your second oath again? Uh, my second one is I fight to protect the remnants from themselves. I think it's personal now I just ate yeah. Bregu. Yeah, that's it. And um, yeah, so when Mel smashes into you, knocking you aside, uh, you maybe actually would have been able to save Bregu, uh, but I just smacked you away like a child smacking a toy across a table um, and you are just, you're personally enraged this is a, an absolute uh, grudge match now Fair So then, we're going to look at the 8 plus ones now and I think this one's up to you Relict Ooh. Are you not taking one for the team? No, I think I think this is maybe on Relict. I think the envoys have suffered quite a lot Actually, I don't know um, one of the options here, I use more power than I can safely hold. I mean, the last strength remaining is the horn of bees. And we have turned into loads of bees, more bees perhaps, than we can handle being. Um, it would kill you or remove you from the game. Do you know, I think this is the way. This is how it happens. Because I think those, um, there's still envoys in there, but they're no longer connected to Mel. This is potentially redemption for Oaken. Look at what bees do. Bees sting once and they die, right? And Oaken's been goading the envoys the whole game, getting them to act recklessly, uh, to move towards this single, you know, irreversible sacrifice. And of course, isn't part of the incantation or the process, the proper process of killing a relict, uh, to get rid of the envoys first. So maybe in goading me towards this act of sacrifice, Oaken has actually been doing their job right (sighs) all along. Accidentally. Can I offer you a a compromise, Nate, in that perhaps this swarm of bees does not reform into Mel, but some of them, quite a large number of them, perhaps return to relict, and kind of from within... Mel becomes a kind of sharper, more focused part of Relic's consciousness, kind of sat in the hindbrain, reminding it that maybe it needs to do something about this. Yes. And pointing it in the right direction. Yes. Oh, nice. That's that's really, really nice. 
Yeah, I, th- I think part of Mel probably is going to get reabsorbed into Relict, and me and Nate might be some sort of hybrid envoy yeah. remnant now. Yeah, so in terms of the game, the envoy dominoes are removed entirely, mm-hmm. and that doesn't exist anymore, but you're going to play together as like one... Yeah, I oh, think yeah. I think Relict is making choices under the buzzing, persistent instruction of what remains of Mel. That sounds yeah. a very fitting conclusion for the Envoy, and uh, a very interesting way to cons- to stay in the game as well. I'm well up for that. Yeah. So, I guess you've already answered this, but just for anyone that's listening, once all of your strengths are destroyed, you're out of the battle, and you say if you survive. So we've sort of worked that out, but if you wanted to add anything more... <laughs> the answer is yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, you could reform Mel again in the future as well if Relic survives mm. this battle. Yeah, so to, to reiterate what's happened, um, Mel has inverted herself via a breath into the horn of bees, has become a huge cloud of bees, um, gathered more bees heading through Relic shell, uh, encompassed Bregu, and sort of semi-solidified into this Hulk-like form that's backhanded the two jackals across uh, Earlith, but didn't quite have the power to reform entirely, bit off more than she could chew there, too many bees. Uh, And so having nearly coalesced into this enormous uh, colossal form has just dissolved again back into a swarm of insects and retreated uh, back into Relict's shell, uh, where they will remain as this weird piggyback consciousness. Your move. Okay. So for every player whose chain is entirely fallen, you stand up any one of them where it fell as the start of their new chain and discard the rest. Do not return them to the draw pool. So okay. for Relict and Oaken, you get to choose which domino stands up. For me, I've still got the two dominoes at the back, so my one will just get discarded. I'm keeping Relict where they are at the edge of the previous salt flats, Yep. furiously chasing these agents of chaos. And are you happy with when Becca stood back up, Nate? Yes, I think, you know, this is a real moment for Oaken to prove themselves, so I like to think they have not flown too far from the fray. So everyone's kind of still clustered around each other, ready for the next set of blows. All right. Uh, and who do I pass on to after that apocalypse? Flint, I think, opponent with the most intact strengths. No, I've lost Oh, no, you Breaking. lost one. You lost I, think, I think it's Oaken. It's Oaken. There you go, Oaken. Okay. How many dominoes do we have left? That's a good question. Let me just have a look. We have nine left. Oh, that's quite a lot. Yeah, so I'm going to raise the stakes, draw a domino. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Okay, that's a... <laughs> well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hello. What I might do is actually advance. So I've kind of seen poor uh, Brogu taken, and I feel like I'm still wary to jump on the remnant, what with all the bees and everything. <laughs> but... I do want to distract it a bit. So I'm going to go with, you're so focused on me, it gives one of my allies an opening. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I think I am very focused on you because you just dissolved my pillar of envoys. I think Relict is probably less focused on you specifically and more 
the space in which Mel previously was. And now there's just this disgusting flesh thing. And no envoy. But a buzzing in your head. And how are you, like, advancing back? Um, well, I guess I've got to make some noise. So I'm I'm going to go slowly, but not so slowly the fucking fish gets me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll probably um, hold the Spear of Light aloft and let it do its big shiny thing, you know? Does that just, like, teleport back to you after you throw it? Yeah, it's almost um, magnetised to that third arm. Oh, nice. Nice. Is it on, like, a like a harpoon line, but made of light? Ooh, that's a nice idea. Both good for, like, reclaiming it, but also using it to, like, climb up remnants, I guess? Yeah, it's a, it's a multi-purpose tool. Um, but that means that my ally acts next, and that's split. Okay, um, I think I'm going to raise the stakes again. And that's five, so not good. <laughs> hmm, I, I think it's going to be advance. I was just going to ask if you were stood on Relic. Well, yeah, I think... Yeah, Mel punched you. Mel did punch me, but I think this is maybe like me kind of standing up and charging back and kind of starting to climb up the side of Relic. So yeah, I'm going to advance, and I think this is quite like... I think when we've seen Flint moving before, it's been quite measured and purposeful. Like, everything that they've done has kind of been quite well thought out and, and quite deliberate. Whereas this time, they seem enraged. They, they've kind of lost it a bit, and this is personal. Bregu going has gotten to them, and there's like a determined look in their eyes as they, as they climb up Relict and reach, and reach the Remnant Shell. Um, so I'm going to ask to uh, Relict... As bloodless fills me, what nobler emotion does it crowd out? Choose one of my oaths and mark it as forsaken. This is very apt. Yeah, I mean, we've already lost I fight to protect the remnants from themselves, right? Yes. I mean, I don't think this is very civil. That's fair. I think I fight to keep the world civil is not at the forefront of your mind currently. It's not really about respect and tender care anymore. This isn't a tender attacking, this is a jackal. Yes. Um, and I think that oath is not applicable now. Yeah, maybe there's like a little bit of this in like how I'm attacking because mm. like I think if they've reached like the shell part, they're probably like going to town with the hammer yep. a little bit and just kind of smashing straight through the shell. Well yeah, there's something a bit sadistic about it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're not seeing this as a sort of a, a noble and important part of the world, which you're unfortunately having to intervene with. You're just seeing it as a big bug to be smashed. Yes, definitely. And depending on how this goes, like, I think um, Flint is going to have to do some reckoning with themselves after the fight. Yes, I very much think so. Cannot believe how unprofessional Flint is being. I mean, I'm still doing my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes. Okay, um, so I pass over to the opponent furthest away from me, so I pass over to to Relict. It's okay, boss, because I can help you do your thinking. Bless you, because I'm not doing any. <laughs> oh, that's a four, so only marginally raising mistakes. Um, now, do we want to give ground, or do we want to channel some power? I think we've got to channel our power. We've got 
one of these vile little creatures of entropy scaling us, we've 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 got to get the power necessary to shrug them off. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Relic's instinct maybe would be to kind of skitter around and be upset and flail, but I guess the the quiet, relaxing hum of Mel's bees soothes it somewhat um, and causes it to remember the oath to create and conserve the envoys, which it's done just very poorly at recently. And so it's kind of doubling down, I think, on doing better for the envoys the ones that remain and the ones that will come in the future. Nice. And trying to think of them instead of itself. And so it's it's standing firm. And on a four, we can either have something go wrong or absorb some of the jackal's power and gain a frailty, Ooh. which I think is perhaps more interesting. So this is my second frailty. Would either of you, I think, care to tell me what it is? So this is, as I greedily absorb power, some of yours is taken in too. What doubt does the foreign power plant in me? Mm-hmm. But I don't get doubts because I yeah. have not the mind for doubts. You get frailties. I get a frailty. Do you want to take this one back? Um, I, I might leave it to you because also Flint is the one currently straddling the remnant. Okay. So I think it's Flint's power that's getting absorbed. Sure. So, uh, Relict, did you say which oath you were using? I'm using uh, Create and Conserve the Envoys. And what sort of power are you drawing? The cacophony oh, oh. hum of a shell full of bees. <laughs> so it's like listening to Mel and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think in that case, like, there is this cacophony of bees, but there's also, like, the feel and the sound of, like, the hammer mm. smashing onto your, like, the shell and just both, like, hurting your physical body, but I think more than that, like, it's this, like, state of entropy and destruction that's being created, and you maybe, like, absorb some of Flint's intent, which is quite destructive right now. In terms of, like, frailty, I, I kind of like the idea of, um, like, building on the scene where we got, like, Hongyo and what Oaken's been seeing, and also, like, the fact that Mel kind of, like, entered into your body as, like, the cloud of bees. And I think, like, with smashing the shell more, like, it's becoming apparent the inside of Relict is like an enterable space. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's the frailty. Okay, how am I phrasing that? You have become porous. Porous. Porous, porous yeah. is good, yes. Ooh, yeah. Mel's got all the words. She's a spelling bee. Ooh. All right. Nice. And then you pass over to an opponent of your choice. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to pass over to Oaken. Um, I think I'm going to raise the stakes. Um, so that's a seven. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I'm probably going to channel power, but when I do that, I can either cause some destruction around me or leave someone vulnerable. Oh. I think this area is pretty destroyed already. So I'm going to um, draw on my oath to fight, to feel as though I have impact and channel power. But as I focus inwards, I'm unable to stop you picking off someone crucial to my side. Ooh. (laughs) Is this an attack on me? You could could attack the fish if you wanted. 
I don't think the fish is crucial to your side, I'm going to be honest. I feel like it's still firmly in my territory, thank you. But yeah, I know this, your question, I kind of like the idea of this is probably one of the moments where Oaken could have like joined the fight. Yeah. I don't feel like I can do much about Flint if Flint is literally on me. Oh, yeah, actually, maybe this is the point. Um, maybe because of Oaken's failure to act. I, I don't know. But Okparoko could do a mighty sort of horrible bendy flex and sort of wangle into the air. Um, oh. Like, you know, just wobbling uh, toward right <laughs> towards Flint. And I think probably catches them in the ankle with a spine. Is this like from... Probably from, like, Oaken's perspective, we see, like, Flint fall from the remnant out of Oaken's view. Yeah. yeah. So there's some doubt, like, whether Flint is still alive. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry about your foot, which I can only assume is now just kind of like a walnut. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see how this will interact with your unique um, physiology, Flint. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it's harder to dehydrate rock than uh, regular human flesh, so... Yeah. Maybe we just made you a bit crumbly. Hmm. Chalky, sort of. Yeah. Okay. So, Beck, I think you get to pass to an opponent of your choice. <laughs> oh, I yeah. wonder who it will be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, the Remnant. All right. What's the, the buzzing in my brain say? Are we raising the stakes? You know, don't worry, boss. Those... We may have lost control over some of our more unusual subroutines, but they seem to be doing pretty well for themselves. Look what old Salty just managed to cook up. They got that creature off us. Keep brewing your power. Let's swat these insects. Well, I mean, you know, I'm kind of pro-insects, but let's swat these mammals. Right. We'll raise the stakes. Let's get Hench. Um, so that is a blank <laughs> domino. That's zero. No. That's not very powerful, is it? It's not very powerful. We should give ground, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have to take a step back and assess the situation. Yeah, I suppose what's been happening will have exerted you quite a lot. Do you know what? I think we're, we're going to be brave and we're going to channel power, but we won't be able to do it next turn. I think as I absorb power, something goes wrong. Why can't I channel power on my next turn? Oh, nice. So the oath, the oath we are channeling through, I think we're channeling through Keep Eolith Eternal. Yeah, that's got to be the focus now. That's, yeah, a lot of things have happened and a lot of things have been destroyed and we've really got to pull this back together and save what we can save. So And also, with, with Mel, Mel gone now, you know, that rashness is gone. You can start to think clearly. Yeah, the, the haze is fading. But we, we channel poorly and we will not be able to channel power on our next turn. Why is that? Beck. So I think... You're currently standing in a sinkhole. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> so um, I think as you're channeling power, that's kind of affecting the ground around you and lessening your kind of time-slow force field. So you start sinking into it and you'll need to use some of your power to, to stop doing that, I guess. Okay, so I'm going to have to kind of loosen my time control hold over Eolith in general and focus it kind of more specifically on me. So Eolith will have to actually not be eternal for a little while. Yeah. 
Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Can I just uh, kind of make a point? If you're going to mm-hmm. do that, yeah. that enormous massive infantry that you've kept uh, to a complete crawl for the last century and a half <laughs> is suddenly going to come sprinting into the battlefield. Oh. oh, that's a very good point, but we'll deal with that bridge when it smashes into <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. We cannot channel power next turn because I uh, have relinquished my time hold over Earlith to focus more specifically on Relict. And I guess uh, the quiet stomping of boots resumes. <laughs> So, uh, pass to an opponent of my choice. Let's see what Swamp Monster Flint is doing. <laughs> oh no. So, I mean, like, a really tough choice here. I just got a zero, don't tough choice. No, I mean, because, like, I can even knock them down and knock six down, and that would do quite a bit of damage. But do I want to make this, like, like such a long chain that you can hurt yourself and end up with a doubt? I don't know, coward. Do you want to stand or do you want to... <laughs> I guess it's time to knock them down. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think now that time has kind of resumed a bit for Flint, I think this is time for like Flint's attack. And I think they wait, the way they attack is they use their power of the strata to kind of like foam up and bring heat into Assault Marsh and it kind of starts to mist and humidify around Relict. Are you baking Relict into a disgusting mud souffle? Sort of. Nice. And I think I'm using, like, the distraction caused by that to kind of just start, like, beating on its legs. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Like, wailing on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think that's going to knock over six. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to choose my four to five and six to seven first. So for four to five fallen, I think I'm going to choose I strip away your weapons, I strike out one of your strengths. Uh, so what strengths do you have remaining? Uh, all of them. Local stasis, tools of the trade, and constant maintenance. Okay. Um, so tools of the trade is like the liquids and oozes. Local stasis, time means nothing to me. I think it might be local stasis. Like, I think that ties in quite well with what's happening already. I think you're... Yeah, I, I think Relict probably can't use that on anything except Relict at the minute. Yeah. there's so much humidity to negate... Yeah, and like the time means nothing to me is obviously not true when bits of you are kind of... Crumbling. Yes. Yeah. So on the six to seven, you still got all your oaths, you still got all your strengths. I'm going to do something you swore to stop, and I mark one of your oaths as forsaken. I think as I come out of like this, this like mess of assault flats, like I come out like hauling the body of like Ock Paroko, and I think I've hecked it up as a demonstration to Relict they can't conserve everything. I've just kind of messed it up. Wow. And I kind of like throw it down in front of Relict and like bring my hammer down. Oh. And I think the oath I'm going to strike out is uh, create and conserve the envoys. Because you're not really doing a good job of that wow. at the minute. That's right. This, this has gone kind of personal for Flint, I think. Yeah. I don't think they're acting in the way that they should be doing. I thought Oaken would be the one to kind of flip, but... No offence to Flint, but this if this is how they react to the loss of one steed, perhaps they weren't quite the calm and civilised <laughs> jackal they always said they This, My best this has friend. gone from, like, the intentions of being, like, you know, a world-class vet, like, with tears in their eyes as they put down uh, a racehorse, to just being, like, 
someone from the 1980s hitting an elephant with a broom in an illegal circus. Like, this is just... (laughs) (laughs) It's just cruelty now. In that case, um, on my 2 to 3, I'm going to use my domino to move anywhere on the map. And I think I'm using it to move behind relics on the map, like using that to symbolize that I'm kind of like beneath you. Um, and then I press over to the opponent with the most intact strength, so relict. <laughs> oh my. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> ooh, we took a beating, Mel. We are buzzing furiously. The hornet's nest has been kicked. We have to strike back. I think we do. But our power is so low. We're just taking such a pounding here. Uh, we can't channel. So I think it might be an advance. Crush them beneath our hooves, yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's stagger on. I have an idea, my liege. Go on. Let's uh, veer south and see if we can draw our foes into the confusion of the army. Now, of course, bear in mind, I'm role-playing hard here. This is a terrible idea. Oh, it's absolutely Um, dreadful, yeah. (laughs) But Mel is pretty furious. No, I think Relict is... Slow to anger, but we've got there. And I think this... It's probably not destruction in my wake, because we've ruined this whole area. There's nothing left to destroy. So I think this is, as I move out of cover, you identify or create a weak point you can exploit to your advantage. What is it? And I think Oaken's probably got the, the fuller view of Relict as it stands currently, so let's see what weaknesses you can find in me, or I guess the approaching scenery. I guess maybe you're heading towards those gigantic piles of shells with the army on the other side obviously, heading the same way and that's quite a good way to get up and jump onto your back, get that shell you have. Okay, climbing the specimen cans. Yeah. Kind of throwing yourself onto me. And you've got great balance, right? Yeah, I got a wonderful balance. The easy peasy. That'd do it. Um, I'm going to say you're probably the opponent furthest away from me because you're the one not literally punching me in the legs. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I had an idea. I think Flint has a very interesting character trajectory. And what I maybe planned Oaken to be isn't quite as needed. So I'm going to um, raise the stakes Okay. with a two. But what I'm going to do is channel power and recite the litany. Oh, and start nice. doing it how it's meant to be done. It, is this like while you're on the back of the remnant as well? I don't think I'm on its back yet, but I've noticed it's heading for that area. You speed running the litany. I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just... Blasting through it, but I'm doing it. There's nothing in the litany rules that says you have to be all slow and light a candle. There's probably something about lighting a candle, but still, I think the whole idea is that maybe they'll actually do it properly and according to guidelines rather than rushing in. I'm gonna do though, uh, as I absorb power, something goes wrong. Why can't I channel power on my next turn? Uh, I mean, I think the obvious answer here is just that the litany takes a long time. Yeah. And no matter how much you want to rush your way through it, there's a heft to it. You can't do, like, the litany twice for double litany power. 
Uh, yeah, you can't back-to-back them. You can't stack a litany. <laughs> cool. And then I'm going to pass over to the opponent. The opponent, indeed. Um, okay, well, I am going to advance once more, I think. I'm going to keep heading towards the specimen cairns and the now rapidly advancing army, which is just a whole other problem. But I would like to be out of this swamp. And that is a 10. I'm going to take... As I charge forward, you fall back to maintain distance. Uh, move a domino from the front to the rear of your chain. What's precarious about your new position? And can I just get you to move a domino one space back? Yeah, I think that's I fine, think that's given it, the situation. Yeah. I think, because your chain is only one, but I think this is going to go to Flint. Yeah, and, and how are you moving right now? Like, what are your legs doing? <laughs> I mean, you, you've punched them quite a lot, so they're not doing great. I think this is kind of the same as the the jump earlier for Relict. It's kind of, you see them gather to do a big stride and then they're just kind of there. It's kind of a stop and start. It's like a flip book of walking, almost. Okay. I, I think it's sort of imagining this like in two ways. What, one in that is kind of quite hard to keep up with Relict. But I think also maybe um, you mentioned having like the underslung arms that like like, I imagine they've kind of come out of the underneath and are kind of trying to, like, attack me and probably do catch me a couple of times and probably, like, start to put preserves on me. And I think that slows me down as well. And it's probably, like, a bit where I'm, like, carried a bunch of the way by the crab claws and just slung to the floor. Um, nice. And I'm probably still sort of in the limits of, like, the salt flat, so I'm probably, like, sinking a bit. Good. So the opponent furthest away from me is now you. Yes. Um... Gonna raise the stakes. And that is a six. I think I want to give ground, actually. I, I don't think I'm in, like, a position to really advance. I'm probably, like, trying to reassert myself, and I don't think this is quite channeling power. Um, so I put a domino at the rear of an opponent's chain, pick a doubt, and based on it, ask the opponent one of the questions. So my doubt, the only doubt I've got is, did Orphoclays need killing? And... I think I want to ask something based on, like, I want to ask something based on that because I think I see in this moment as I'm, like, sort of cast to one side and I think I see something that kind of sparks that same sort of doubt in me. Like, I have a chance to cool down and think about what I'm doing. I think I'm going to choose, I see something in you worth worshipping. What is the noblest part of your nature? Hmm. I think... Probably while you're picked up by Relic's crab claws and brought close to the shell to be ambered, you see two things. And the first is the inside of Relict and the kind of glistening drip of honey and amber. And you see uh, fossils and preserved plants and crystals and wood and all sorts of things kind of crusting like a geode inside of Relic's shell, kind of glinting and perfect and preserved. And as you look out of the shell, you see Eolith, and you see a Komi in the distance sliding into the river, and you see the sun glinting through the petrified forests, and you see the shell that houses the envoys and relics prized collection, and the rushes kind of dragging specimens out of the river and the bodies of the envoys you had put down. And you kind of see that the 
the horrible things in Eolith are the things that are falling apart, and the beautiful things in Eolith are the things that aren't. Nice. Can I ask like a quick follow-up question? Absolutely. Um, so like, Relict is moving right now down towards the south. Like, mm -hmm. I wonder whether I can read anything from your tent. Are you like trying to fight back first of all, or are you like trying to fix your land? I think Relict actually is moving south to close the pass into Eolith. Okay. So I don't think they're trying to fight or fix anything. I think they're trying to seal the region off. Okay. Nice. Um, okay, so kind of fittingly, that was our last domino. Um, I think that was a nice moment to kind of head towards the end phase. Yeah. On. Um, so what we do now is when the draw pool is completely exhausted of dominoes, the game enters sudden death. Everyone gets one final chance to knock them down, from shortest chain to the longest. Then, enter the epilogue. So the shortest chain is actually me, mm -hmm. um, as Flint. I don't think Flint's going to knock them down. I, I think Flint hesitates. I think seeing what they did of Eolith and Relict, they've got a chance if they want to, to strike, and they don't. Relict and Oaken both have chains of four. Um, so you would be only be able to hit your own chain, right? Yes. No, I don't think Relict is knocking them down. We're going to wander off and seal this up. Seal the deal. So it's all on to Oaken, I guess. Is this is this their moment of glory? I think it I might think, be. I think I, I'm going <laughs> to knock them down. I did it. I recited it. I did it proper. You did. You did everything you needed to do significantly after it should have yeah. been done. And you've seen the weak spot, right? I have. I have. I got... They're in the, the shell zone. I'm going to knock it down, yeah. Okay. Sure. So, like, eight? Yeah. Okay, so what does your attack look like? Um, I think... So I kind of made the plan earlier to shimmy up one of the piles of relics and leap directly onto the back of the remnant from there. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I've got the spear, and I'm going to send that to the gap in between the shell and the flesh of the remnant. So I guess with T3, I move like lightning, so I'm on to remnants back before they realise it almost. So you've got all your strengths intact. I've got two One's intact. Two intact. So you could actually strike through both of them if you wanted to. Yeah, you could. Oh. You could bring down a remnant. Ooh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, gotta. You gotta. I think you gotta. It's the name of the game. It's whether you hesitate or. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna commit. What What are the strengths left? I have tools of the trade, which is kind of the crab claws and the spider spinners, which are underneath Relic's body, and a uh, constant maintenance. So kind of the. Ability to patch the shell up through applications of the tools, I guess. Okay, so I guess it's this kind of white hot shining spear is doing the work under the shell, burning away more damage than the maintenance can uphold. Um, and while that's happening, uh, Oaken is going to repel down the side of the remnant and grab one of those um, arms at the base with their third arm and mm -hmm. tear it from the socket 
So I think that's marking out those two strengths. Yeah. Okay. And because both strengths have been erased, that means you're out of the battle and you say if you survive. So maybe between you, is there a final blow? I guess maybe this is for Beck. Like, does Relic collapse? I think I have to bind the heart to prepare it for death, and I would quite like to do that. Um, And I guess I can use, Nate, you said about the spear maybe having a kind of rope of light behind it. Yeah, a bit like Wonder Woman's uh, special rope. Yeah, and I think I'm going to bind the remnant's heart by kind of almost knitting it with the spear and this rope of light. Let's say maybe the heart of Relict is the shell. Oh, okay. So we get like this nice image of the spear kind of knitting through the shell fabric and kind of tying that up with the light. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's the kind of final blow. Um. So you've got one last question. So either I use more power than I can safely hold and strike out one of your strengths, or the devastation I cause strikes fear in my heart. I gain a doubt. I think it'd be pretty easy to strike off a strength as just using something to the point of breaking. I deeply want Relic's last act to be pulling off your third arm as you okay. pull off its. I'm down for that. Is it like the force of me pulling off one of your arms detaches mine? Yeah. Or... Yeah, I think that's nice. And that's also quite poetic as well, because it's like a bee leaving its stinger in the wound. Gotta pay the price. If you want what's nice. An ending, then. Relict, heart-pursed and knotted by Oaken's sunspare, lose its grip. First on its legs, which one by one weaken and give way, then on Eolith. Columns of shells topple. The Argon River slows to a trickle, and beneath petrified wood, new life grows. The great ice sheet that formed the walls of Akomi continues its slide. Relict lets it. It crashes into the path between the mountains, forms a blockage. Its purpose is served. Relict triages. Its attention drawn to three things. Its failing body, the soldiers of the Thistle Queen, now freed from their eternal charge, and the paper-winged moths, starting to pair in order to mate. Oaken twists the spear again, the final sting. As the last of its legs give way and its body falls towards the salt marsh, Relict makes final moves, with a quickness that disturbs it. It plots, calculates, leaves seeds for a future it hoped to grow. Then it hits the floor. And as it does, it leaves no body, no shell, no carcass. All that's left is an imprint, a gigantic fossil left in the earth. And the things that held its attention go with it. The soldiers freeze, in an instant released from a service that lasted lifetimes. The moths go too, their species now written into rock. In the place where Relic's body should have lain, there are specimens left behind. Everything it had carried, discarded in its fossil shadow. Amongst them, Bregu returned opalized but alive. And a solitary queen bee. It crawls out of a discarded shell, warms its wings and takes off into the open sky. Where Oaken plucks it from its flight. Places it into a wooden box and then into their pack. In the weeks that follow, the two tenders continue their work. 
With Relic's heart now bound, they move on to hunting down the remnants of the Gestalt consciousness, formerly led by Mel. As the last of the Hive Mind falls, the two part. Duty done, and assured that Oaken will follow the remaining steps, will draw essence from the fallen remnant, Flint leaves. They decide to remain in Eolith alongside Bregu. They are done with the Jackals. Oaken returns to embrace the City of the Tenders, spins a tale of their valour, strength and bravery. The only survivor, a titan killer, a hero worthy of their family's name. Their story does not end there. For Oaken, time begins to slip. Unable to funnel and sluice time the way Relict did, they become unstuck. Without warning, heavy dreams overtake them, and each time they awake, years and decades have passed. They are bound to the tenders. While they sleep, the tenders watch over their amber-embalmed body. When Oaken wakes, they are obligated into service. They become a legend to show off, a record of bygone time, a political pawn. They are trapped in the world they hated. They try to fight it, of course. They take notes, build things that tether them to reality, but the more they fight their fate, the more the Oaken changes, the slipperier time becomes. Yet, when they act as the person they were in Eolith, the reckless fighter, the disaffected scion, they are less unmoored. One less parting gift from Relict. Flint then watches Eolith change. With the main pass blocked with a vast wall of ice, entropy takes hold. Conflict erupts between the human survivors of Akomi and the Rushes. Despite Relic's death and their town's destruction, Akomi's survivors see a chance to build the isolation they craved. They devote themselves to preserving Relic's vision. They build a new town, cut off from the world, where they work to catalogue and preserve Relic's collection. The Rushes disintegrate. With the river dry and the pass blocked, its economy collapses. In the town's fractious death, some join with the new Akomi. Most, though, join into bands of fortune seekers. They try their best to make one last haul and get out. Few succeed. As the years pass, they're forced to form new communities, eking out a living off the salted earth, or else survive the best they can off of banditry. There are of course those that make it. One ruthless collective manages to crack into the Envoy's Great Shell Fortress. They hollow out the Hive Mind's wicked arsenal, and in the years to follow outside Eolith, they build something dreadful. Flint, though, plays the role of penitent and steward. Their guilt weighing heavy, they guide the balance of power in Eolith in Akomi's favour. Even more importantly, they protect Relic's last specimen, Bregu. Flint knew the moment that they laid eyes on their steed's opalized body, Relic's last trick. The creation of a final envoy, a seed from which Eolith could regrow. Flint shielded this truth from Oaken. They had devoted themselves to making things right. They had devoted themselves to Eolith's preservation.